Hey everyone, Clay here. We're going to do something a little bit different this week. The last time Sean and I were together, we recorded this uh, off-the-cuff episode about Tim Burton and his legacy involving Batman. We were going to save it for something down the line, but it being the 30th anniversary of Batman 89, we figured now is as good a time as any to put it out. So we're going to do that this week, and then next week we'll be back with the regularly scheduled programming with Robin's Reckoning. All right, thanks guys, enjoy. to the Bat-Ass Podcast, the Batman the Animated Series show podcast, where we talk about Batman the Animated Series. But today, we have a special episode for you. We're going to be talking about Tim Burton and mm. his uh, impact on Batman the character. My name is Clay McCormick, and with me is... Your drunk friend, Sean. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't... You don't <laughs> want to give the whole game away right away. <clears throat> so we were... Uh, Clay's up... We're, we're trying to record season two mostly in person so far we pretty much stuck to that we went to this restaurant we were chatting about whatever we've had a lot of vodka beer whatever and we just finished playing uh super nintendo batman games mm-hmm. and uh we had you had know like, this, like adults yeah as adults do on yeah. fridays and uh we kind of wanted to record something else <laughs> you know like cool adults yeah not like regular adults yeah cool, i'm a cool mm-hmm. mom uh and uh i had this tim burton batman poster from Suncoast Video mm. in the 90s. Most of you probably don't know what that is. Uh, and we were starting to talk about Tim Burton. I said, maybe we should just save this for a podcast. We could record it for special whatever. So mm-hmm. here it is. Mm-hmm. We have no notes or anything. We just want to talk about Tim Burton, 89 Batman, what it meant to us. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if I need notes because if you cut me, <laughs> I bleed Batman 89. So yeah, um, yeah you know, Batman... 89 I remember I have a very vague memory of seeing it in the theater yeah which I would have been five right uh, I don't know why my parents took me to see that at five that's pretty cool yeah I mean I might be making it up but I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater at, at five <laughs> um, and it has always been my that's my Batman mm-hmm. that's my preferred look more or less. Yeah. Uh, com- if it comes to comics, I might have a, a different thought about things. But generally, the 89 Batman is the Batman look that I prefer. Perfect length ears. Oh, yeah. Um, Good shadows on the eyebrows. Yeah. The, the fact that he of, can't turn his head, I don't care. No, because it makes it better. Because then he has to look more dramatic when he turns. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it just... it And it set the... Um, set the template for the cartoon, which mm. is obviously why we're here. Right. And, um, yeah, I, in retrospect, knowing more about the character and the history of the character and what, you know, a quote-unquote good Batman story should be, right. it might not be the best Batman movie mm. as, if you want to be no. super... Uh, if you're going to nitpick, it's probably not technically, academically the best yeah. But it it got a lot of points for what it did well, and it yeah. was the it was the first. I mean, the way what a way to end the eighties, right? Thing. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, the the thing that kind of 
was so different about it that again trans translated into the cartoon is it blends it creates this sort of like out of time era yeah that gotham city and batman takes place in where it's yeah modern yeah but it's got a lot of uh art deco kind of look to it like yeah. old cars and stuff yeah no that's a good point i mean the timelessness of batman especially with the animated series it's very deliberately timeless they have you know modern uh a lot of modern technology but they have black and white tvs mm-hmm. um people wear bowler hats there's like 1920s deco it's like it's meant to be an amalgam of different eras quite deliberately and it works well and as much as i love the tim nolan uh bruce chris nolan stuff tim just bruce. run through all the names <laughs> yeah. Um, it feels like New York. It yeah. feels like Chicago. Yeah. And I, I get it. I love it. It's awesome. But if I'm going to be a snob, I prefer the look of this movie and this, this the three blocks that they yes. built. Yeah. They very obviously <laughs> do car chases with a very limited space. Anything in downtown Gotham, the Monarch Theater, you can see it in the background because there's about yeah. uh, there's about maybe a quarter mile worth of Gotham, right. th- Gotham City that they Or the built. two giant statues of, of guys pulling levers. And yeah. It's very, I mean, it's amazing. Um, I guess in my perfect Batman movie, it would be this thinking about the city but it would be expanded times 10 basically you know yeah yeah um yeah uh do you remember when you first saw it um yeah i think i went when i was when i was five i think was the first time but uh i don't think it really stuck to me until i got uh the the movie on vhs all right yeah and then i watched it many many times there was a there was a there was a point in my life where i actually challenged somebody to do this in college you know, like you do to make friends. Um, <laughs> I think I know where this is going. <laughs> where I said, pick any point in this movie and hit pause and I will tell you the next line. All right. And I right, did it every he, where time. Where does he get those wonderful toys? The next line is they jump into the Batmobile and they drive away. That's she a, says, which, he, he says, get in the car. And she goes, which one? And then you reveal the car. Okay. Well, I don't have the movie in front of me. Well, th- th- what was this challenge about? It's been, a while. it's been like 15 years. <laughs> I don't know it as well as I used to. Oh, man. I thought that would go over better. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, there's uh, Tim Tim Burton's um, influence on Batman. I don't think you can really undersell well maybe you can now because i think chris nolan has kind of taken over yeah um but for a while it was he created this sort of definitive world right i don't know how much it really bled into the comics but it created it it spawned off the cartoon and um yeah what the 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 strange thing about it though is by the time you get to to batman returns it's actually changed quite a bit Mm. Um, and I think the difference between Batman 89 and Batman Returns is, is really interesting because Batman 89 feels like he's sort of playing by the rules to an extent. Yeah. And Batman Returns feels like, okay, Tim Burton got to make a Batman movie. Yeah. Which is why I prefer the first one. Yeah. (laughs) I think, you know, I think it's, it's, it depends on... uh, I, I like them both. I don't. I wouldn't say I like them equally. I mm. like the first one better. Um, right. I think Jack Nicholson as the Joker is is yeah. all time. Yeah, all timer. But I think the second one is so weird. 
Yeah. That it's it's really uh, and it is so pure. I don't want to say pure because you still there's a little bit of filter there, but it's it's much more Tim Burton than the first one. But was. see, this is what blows my mind is they Warner Brothers knew they wanted to make this a big blockbuster. Mm-hmm. They get the guy that did Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yep. They, they cast yeah. Mr. Mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Burton never read a Batman comic. He said. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't surprise me. If at you all. told me we're gonna have Queen, uh, sorry, Prince do the soundtrack, I would have said that doesn't sound like Batman. No, like the, there's a lot of reasons why this shouldn't work, mm-hmm. and I feel like it was headed for disaster. And I, I get this information because I, I, I read a book that um, Tim Burton wrote about all this stuff, mm-hmm. and he said the first time he ever met what we call fanboys today, like hateful, venomous fanboys. <laughs> Is when they went to some show and um, Michael Keaton was there. It had been announced that Mr. Mom was going to be Batman. Mm-hmm. And the nerds, this is free internet, obviously, 88 or 89, they hated it. Yeah. They were so venomous towards mm-hmm. it. And, you know, obviously now it's, you know, in hindsight, he was a great cast for Batman. That's how it always goes, except with the exception of George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. But it's just crazy to me that Warner Brothers is like, we have a lot of money. We want to make this a big hit. We're paying a lot of money for for Jack Nicholson. Okay, sure, whatever. Let's get Mr. Mom. Let's get Beetlejuice to do this. Let's, let's hire this weird emo guy who basically spawned Hot Topic. Yeah. To direct it, mm-hmm. and let's just get uh, Prince to do the soundtrack. All sure. right, go. Yep. That sounds like a disaster. Sure does. But it worked. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> complete, complete bafflement. Yeah. Um. They they gave. They gave a tentpole movie to a. I I hesitate. Like an art school kid. Yeah, I don't want to call him an art house director because the movies he did were studio movies. Like Pete, well, I mean, right. maybe not Pee Wee, but Pee Wee's a fairly studio movie. Beetlejuice is a studio movie, even though they're kind of they're weird still. Yeah. But they gave, like, the biggest property they had at the time. Yeah. That had so much riding on it. Right. To the guy that did Pee-wee's big adventure. Yeah. And I feel like he set the template for what people doing that since then, mm-hmm. but no one no one who has been in that sort of um co- uh, comparable yeah kind of director has been as successful. Right. Like for some reason he just got it. Yeah, and he and he figured it out, and he did it, and he had the right people around him. Yeah, but like they've done that since then. They've they've given uh, they gave um, the the first Wolverine movie to a, a like an indie guy who made a really great movie called Hard Candy, mm-hmm. and that movie's terrible. Yeah, and you know they 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 yeah. they've done it along the way, and it hasn't worked out the same way. But for some reason, right, Tim Burton and Batman just click. If you had said to Tim Burton in 1988 hey we're going to give you this big superhero franchise Mm -hmm. it's called Mm Spider-Man you go do your quirky hot topic thing he'd be like okay great whatever I don't care give me a superhero I'll I'll make it mine Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have worked but because it's Batman well they tried to do it with Superman yeah yeah it just it worked because Batman is is supposed to be dark Mm -hmm. and unusual and the Joker is goofy yeah so I think that Burton got sort of saved by the nature of the project by just 
yeah, I don't know. Just I don't want to say luck because I, I I know he worked his ass off. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't call it luck. I think just the the designs and the and the ideas of the Batman characters are much more well suited to his right. wheelhouse. Right. Like the Joker, I I can imagine a concept drawing that Tim Burton does of the Joker. Right. That's more. It's basically Jack Skellington, but with purple. You know, yeah, yeah, like that yeah. kind of thing. And the, I mean, the the yeah. Penguin, hundred percent. Like his yeah. version of the Penguin is very much a yeah. Tim Burton character. In any Tim Burton movie, there's always the Tim Burton drawing come to life. Yes, I remember watching yeah. Planet of the Apes, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is pretty standard sci-fi. I don't see any Tim Burton. And then they get into this part where they're in the desert and they come across these weird trees. Ah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's a Tim Burton tree. Okay. Or you see a character with like striped white and black stockings or some goth girl. Or it's always a Tim Burton. Suddenly the plot slams on the brakes and like, all right, everyone, here's Tim Burton's drawing. Yeah, yeah. I I still remember at the end of uh, Sleepy Hollow. There's a scene where Christina Ricci like gets out of a a carriage or something and she's wearing a beautiful Victorian dress or 17th. Yeah. 18th century dress but it's black and white it's basically the Beetlejuice outfit and it's right. like ah there yeah. it is yeah. yeah my conspiracy theory is that Tim Burton owns a big slice of Hot Topic <laughs> <laughs> well you know you know what's really interesting to me is it goes to show you how not even the people in charge understood why that worked right because yeah. they gave him Superman or they tried to give him Superman yeah which is the last character I would ever give to Tim Burton. Right. As yeah. much as I like him and I like the stuff that he does, yeah. not in a million years would I tell what yeah. I say. You know what? You know who should do a Superman movie? Tim right, Burton. Yeah. No, if you're, I could. So as far as superhero movies that I would give Tim Burton, mm-hmm. I would give him Daredevil. I'd give him Wolverine. Not the Ghost Rider. The, yeah, I'd give him Ghost Rider. Yeah, for sure. that'd be cool. There's certain characters that I'm like, all right, what, what could you do your thing on? Mm-hmm. And it won't completely. I'd give you know what? I'd give him an X-Men movie. Yeah, I bet he would make a really weird like if you gave him New Mutants or something where oh, he New didn't Mutants, have yeah. to be yeah stuck in the traditional X-Men thing. Right. I bet he would make a really cool There's, New Mutants movie. Yeah, it's not what you would expect, but I could imagine him coming out with a product that's like it's pretty good. It's different. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. The um. The other thing that shocks me about at least, well, I guess both, but specifically the first '89 Batman, is that the that the script for that movie is not a complete mess, because hmm. it's if if you've seen or read like the early drafts, yeah, it was very close to being a complete mess because there was a lot of stuff that they ended up changing or cutting out that was who wrote it? Sam Ham. What else has he written? No idea. Okay. And I'm guessing like a lot of uh, scripts, there's usually like 14 people that have taken a pass at it. Yeah, probably. By the time it goes into production, legally they're only obligated to credit X amount of people. Yeah. From from what I've seen, it seems like there was a lot of stuff that feels fairly studio mandated. Yeah. Like there was, uh, there was a whole cut sequence where uh, Batman is chasing the Joker and the Joker ends up like careening his way through a, a circus mm-hmm. and in the process ends up killing Dick Grayson's parents. Okay. So it was like, there, which which screams to me like a suit being like, well, we got to get Robin in the movie. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and then thankfully they decided not to do that. But Yeah, that's the, the, the thing I think about a lot is the suits versus the creative types. And that's yeah. what you have in Tim Burton is like massively awkwardly creative. How does he collide, collide with the suits? Mm-hmm. And I, I can imagine some of those meetings that must have taken place like 
Really? Jack Nicholson? You think he'd be a Joker? All right. <laughs> He'll do it, but we have to give him like every month, every bit of money the movie yeah. makes has to go to him. So I didn't know that... Uh, so my Joker has always been named... I know that they don't like to name him, but if you had to name him, I thought it was Jack Napier. Yeah. I thought that because of, you know, to Batman 89, because uh, the animated series calls him that. Do they? Um, yeah, in uh, one or two episodes and in one of the movies, they, they go through Jack Napier. So I thought, you know, when I, sorry, I'm not trying to make this about my book. When I picked Joker, I'm like, all right, we got to give him a name. We'll just go with Jack Napier. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that this is the first time that that name had been used in a comic outside of a adaptation of the 89 Batman. Yeah. I think I asked you like four times when you sent me the script. So like, are they going to let you do this? I didn't know it was a big ask, you know? Yeah. Because my understanding is that Jack, is that Jack Nicholson gets, Mm -hmm. A, a, a gets money anytime something involving Bat- Batman 89 is used or makes money. Right. But, uh, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that contract yeah, ran out no. or something. But. In my royalty checks, I don't see deductions for Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. He comes to your house and he just he just asks you for 38 cents. Hey, Sparky. Heard you've been using <laughs> like this. <laughs> Hello. Gotham Cornerstone. Yes, we seem to be down to our last diet cook. A gentleman is on his way to pick some up. Just look for a black car. No, this black car will be rather difficult to miss. And by the way, the gentleman is usually in quite a rush. Just for the taste of it. So I never really thought about the difference between the first one and the second one. Mm -hmm. And when you said um, how the second one is sort of like Burton Unleashed. Where he got to design the clowns and the penguins and the penguin himself and yeah. Catwoman, like you can totally see his, uh, you know, just running amok on everything. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's oddly it, well, it's less restrained, I think, as far as the Tim Burton aesthetic than the first one is. Yeah, um, and his production designer on the first one was a guy named Anton First, who was responsible for that really great kind of. Um, um, industrial look to Gotham City and everything. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, he killed himself, I believe, uh, okay. yeah. between the two movies. Man. So he, it's a different team on the second one, and I feel like he definitely. And you can kind of tell, like it's it's the second one feels a lot more like it's on a set mm-hmm. than the first one does. Right. It feels a little bit glossier. Yeah. Um, there's still a little bit of grit to Gotham City in the first one. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got the Penguin who is definitely a Tim Burton character. Catwoman, that design, is definitely a Tim Burton design. Yeah. Or feels like it anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think, doesn't Christopher Walken even wear like a very subtly like striped suit? Yeah. At a certain point. Subtle. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's subtle. Yeah. So it's all, it's all there. Yeah. I guess I like, so my, my, the Tim Burton movies that are my favorite are this, or 89. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think those are my top three. Didn't direct that one. Oh, really? Nope. Oh. Yeah. What did he do? He was the producer. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so, well, I guess Beetlejuice. But yeah, post 1992, I'm not sure. I'm a big Burton fan. Yeah, I love Sleepy Hollow. I really enjoy Sleepy Hollow because yeah. I'm a big fan of the Hammer horror movies from like the 60s, the British, you know, Dracula movies and stuff. Yeah. And Sleepy Hollow is basically a Hammer movie, yeah, uh, which I really appreciate. 
But that I feel like Sleepy Hollow was the last, you know, uh, pure Tim Burton movie that I really enjoyed. Right. Yeah. What I like about his Batman, I think the black, mostly black suit makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Uh, yellow chest plate. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, yellow belt, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that what I like about this is it's more of the phantom Batman because it's unclear how he looks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so shadowy and dark and smoky. You don't really get a read on him a lot of times. And mm-hmm. I, I like that. And yeah. uh, the, I'm not so much a fan of... I love the Chris Nolan movies, but he, SWAT team Batman, where you can see the Kevlar, you see the mm-hmm. pop rivets, you see this, you see that. I want to turn my neck. All that stuff, it's like... I don't want to know that. Like, I'd love some more mystery and some more vagueness to my Batman. You know, yeah. I think I think that stuff to an extent um, is a casualty of the fact that everything is so high definition now. That's fair. Because yeah. the the costume design for movies now is like the everything down to the most minute detail has a design on it. Like I remember when um, the Brandon Ruth Superman came out, right. I saw like a behind the scenes thing where they were like, yeah, if you get in really close on the Superman symbol, it has a texture on it that's made up of all tiny little Superman symbols. I'm like, what the fuck? Who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah. You know, or, or like, uh, yeah. um, it doesn't read on yeah. the screen. It shouldn't read. Yeah. It shouldn't be that detailed. Like yeah. it's, you're overthinking it at that point. And the, the Burton Batman design is built for silhouette. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's black. Yeah. It's shadow. You're not supposed to see. Like, yeah. let me ask you this: What does the Tim Burton Batman's legs look like? I know, but that's because I've studied it. Yeah, <laughs> I know I shouldn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's boring. Yeah, is what it, I, yeah. If Black. you look at the action figure, or look at the design. Yeah, it's just boring legs, and he's got kind of some, like some boots, cool boot some things. bridges around the shins. Yeah, but it's not memorable. Yeah. Like anything past the belt, you. I mean, right. unless you're staring at his crotch, which you're not gonna. Because the he's got only a big time cape. I remember his boots from the movie is when he kicks that guy in the face, yes. who's somersaulting towards him. Yes. Yeah. And then a weird thing comes out of his hand where he like blocks a sword. Yeah. You don't was, even see it. That was my favorite thing about the DVD is I finally could figure out what the hell that was. What was that? I still don't know. <laughs> At least I, I don't know. figure it out. Well, I could see it better, but I didn't know what the hell it was. It's like this weird yeah, projectile I thought it, thing. It was a, a palm plate that projected. So yeah, he something could block like that. something without having to actually grab it. But it was his gloves should be reinforced. Like I don't think that was necessary. I don't know. Yeah. It looked cool. <laughs> it it did its job. Um but you know like compare that to the Batman suit from Justice League or Batman versus Superman where mm-hmm. it's like it looks it, it looks like it's made out of like paper mache basically. Yeah, yeah. Where it's all like really striated and you can see all this texture on it. Yeah. And it doesn't feel it f- it feels more fake somehow. Yeah. Um not because it's built I don't know what it is. I don't know if yeah. it's because it's it doesn't feel built for the character or something. It feels built for a movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like they wanted to get the grittiness of a Frank Miller drawing and make a costume out of it. They wanted to get away from what had been done. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I didn't have a problem with that costume. I just I just <laughs> think everything it looked, else. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I just don't I don't know if I don't think the gray gray and black translates or if it does it yeah. it didn't translate in that movie because those those that movie it feels like a movie costume what about the schumacher one where they have shots of him turning towards the camera showing his butt the nipple costume 
everything's glossy. Well, yeah, I love that. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? I wouldn't love that. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, obviously, once it got taken over by toy companies, it's yeah turned into something else. I think Schumacher, because he said, I want this to feel like a comic, and he's never read a comic. <laughs> he wanted it to be like 90s version of Adam West. With oh yeah, neon yeah, exactly. The, the, the Batman and Robin is is essentially an updated version of the the sixties yep. show, hundred yep. percent. Yeah. Um, did you have, did you hear about uh, the the shit that Schwarzenegger had to go through uh, as as Mister Freeze? Uh, some of it where he had ahead. to like you know they had this glowing thing in his mouth, so he had to actually have like a light in his mouth, right? But the thing started leaking battery acid. Jesus. So he kept like spitting it out, going like, "Ah, oh, this tastes like shit," or whatever. <laughs> um, and he would he he agreed to shave his head, and then on the day he decided he didn't want to shave his head. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. So wait, did they put a cap on? Yeah, him? they put a ball cap on him. Okay. And uh, what was I? I was just reading this. I was just reading this about the movie. Um, people would sh- were showing up to the set all the time, like you know, mm-hmm. just you know, because it was the cool thing to do. And I think it was John Bon Jovi. <laughs> showed up and gave Schwarzenegger a box of Cuban cigars and so he asked them to paint one white so he could smoke it in a scene so there's a scene in Batman and Robin yeah. where he's at his you know ice palace smoking a, he's smoking a Cuban cigar that was specifically painted the accurate ice color so he ice, could smoke it how is it I don't understand why if it's on fire he would because it's giving off heat why would Mr. Freeze want that you're thinking about it okay. don't think <laughs> about it sorry why is Bon Jovi there? I don't know. Because it's the cool place to be, I guess. Um, oh my god! But yeah, I, I think I think. <sighs> do you have a preference? There's not a lot of design change in Batman himself between the first two. Yeah, they complicated the uh, chest symbol a bit. They gave him techie-looking abs. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Keaton put on a few pounds in between roles, in his own words. Do you have a Do you have a preference which Batman costume? First one. First one? Yeah. I like the mask from the second one. I think the Batman Returns mask is really, like, they really sleek, made it a little bit more sleek. Mm -hmm. It still has the same, you know, it's still very aggressive. Right. It's not quite as as weird and and concave and stuff as the way, I don't know if that's the right word, but that that it becomes later where it's like you can see the indent on the side of the head and shit. But it's a little bit more form-fitting. Whereas the eighty nine mm. one feels like a little rougher, right? So, okay. um, yeah. But I don't like I don't like the mechanical looking abs. I like the the uh, yeah. 80, and the eighty nine bat symbol mm-hmm. with that little extra flare is is my favorite bat symbol that there's ever been. <laughs> and it only exists in the movie. It doesn't exist in any promotional material. Really, it only exists in the movie. Interesting. Yeah. So wait, what is it? The bat symbol has a couple extra flares. Yeah, it's the got the, the wings that come out, yep. and then there's the it dips in once yep. for a little point, yep. and then it has a little flare out out, and then it comes to a point to in the, the middle. tail. Yeah. Oh, it has the extra. Yeah, I thought that was Batman Returns. Nope. First okay. One. Huh. That's so funny that they missed that. Yeah, and on all the promotional material, they simplify it just to have the yeah. one point in the middle, which looks yeah, which looks a lot better. Yeah, it's probably the better better move. <laughs> My I desperately want a T-shirt that has that bat symbol, the Michael Keaton bat symbol on it, with the extra little flare on it. I'm sure, you can make one. I know, I gotta make one. <laughs> Just make one out of puff paint. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I had in 1989. <laughs> um, so uh, Batmobile. Yeah. 
who designed the Batmobile for this 89? Uh, not 100% sure, but I think it was Anton first. Yeah. Who designed everything else? I think so, yeah. So I, when you draw Batman and you ask DC for references, the file that they give you basically is his drawings. Or if it's not his, it's like definitely the visuals from the 89 movie. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff they still hand out. That's the best um, proxy of Gotham that they give you. Now, if you don't ask for references, they won't say they won't give you anything. So, if you want to draw Gotham as like London or New York or Chicago, you can do what you want. But if you ask DC, hey, send me references for Gotham. That's the file that they will send you. Still from Batman eighty nine. Yep. Really? Yeah, okay. it's just his drawings because they're they're so great. There's only a handful of them too, but it really is like this set designs basically for what they did in that movie and. There's a reason. Like, it still looks best. It's it's, yeah. it's like a mix of, like, industrial gothic futurism, but spray-painted matte black. You know? Yeah. It's, it's great. It's kind of surprising that that's what they send you, because I feel like the comics have never really yeah. reflected the movie. No, because it's really hard to draw that stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of pipes. Yeah, a lot of pipes, <laughs> a lot of weird uh, angles. You know, it's easier to draw squared-off brick buildings and, you know, whatever, but... The stuff that, uh, like those statues they designed and the specific um, metal objects that are, you know, that stuff takes a lot of time. And I don't know anybody who's actually taken the time to be like, all right, let me design all my buildings around this, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I just go for like old Chicago or old London. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. So I don't even do gargoyles. Yeah. <clears throat> the uh, the Batmobile was designed by Anton first. Yeah. And it's, um, it is a... Designed by Anton first and built on a Chevrolet Impala chassis. Hmm. And some of the technical specs, which I'm sure you will enjoy. It is 6.62 meters long, hmm. 2.40 meters wide, 1.30 meters high. Mm-hmm. has a 3.58 meter wheelbase. Okay. And the max velocity is 147 meters per second. Uh, okay. So what about horsepower? I don't know. Oh. It doesn't say that. <laughs> I don't care about the dimensions. I will say that uh, the reason I love that Batmobile is because it looks good from most angles. Yeah. Uh, so you have the the, the <clears throat> flares, the the wings that come off of a Batmobile. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea to have them come up over the profile of the car because then you get no matter what where you have the camera, it reads as Batmobile. Mm-hmm. In the animated series, as much as I love the Batmobile, the flares go straight back. Yep. So if you're looking at it, like, uh, you know, from five six feet tall you don't see the flares Mm -hmm. unless you're looking at it from the side so you have to shoot the animated series batmobile from above if you want to see those flares in the back so it's not like or from the side or from the side right but it's like it's not that it looks good from every angle you know like i think a good car design gives you three design elements that are recognizable for the tim burton batmobile it's the um turbine intake at the beginning at the front like Mm -hmm. that big nipple basically Mm -hmm. You've got the profile from afar, which is like this angry car with like two spikes sticking out. Big yeah. Bump over the wheels. Right. Yeah. And then the next thing I guess would be maybe the cockpit, just the shape of the, the thing that comes back and forth where they, you know, the door that opens or the, the thing that slides forward so they can jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And my, my, my beef with a lot of modern Batmobile designs is they go nuts with it. Yeah. And we're like, I don't even know what I'm looking at, man. Again, over-designed. Yeah, it's over-designed. Like, there's a lot of amazing things on the uh, JLA Batmobile, but mm-hmm. I can't see what they're... There isn't even a clear shot of the car without any distracting. Like, in this movie, at least, 
which car is yours? This one. You know, bloop, bloop, he opens it up. You get a shot of them walking <laughs> up. You're like, okay, check. That's what the car looks like. Mm-hmm. They don't even have that in the new movies. It's just like, let's just get into the action. It's yeah. all CG. It's dark. It's gunfire and explosions. Like, I don't know what I'm looking at, man. Yeah, it has it has a bit of, of Transformers disease. Oh, yeah. Where, Too again, many moving parts. again, everything is HD. You can design everything down to the pixel. Yeah. So they do. Yeah. Like, there's no... It yeah. doesn't feel like they're thinking... Right. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't. It doesn't feel like they are thinking about the elements in the shot mm-hmm. as as they will appear in the shot. Right. You know, like uh, when when Wes and I were covering Star Trek Discovery, one of the things that drove me nuts was how over designed the Klingons were. Yeah. And they had redesigned the Batleth, which is like a very iconic, simple weapon. Yeah. And to look like this really like weird coat hangery looking thing that's just like really kind of ugly and twisty and has all the shit on it yeah i'm sure it looks amazing if you have it in your hands right and you can see all the crap that's going on yeah but if everything else in your shot is over designed to the yeah. point that that is yeah no one's gonna see it it doesn't register and it needs and, to be dumbed down for the camera a little yeah. bit yeah and the same thing happens with these with the with the modern batman movies yeah where i think i even think as much as i love the tumbler i think the tumbler skirts the line yeah of over the tumbler looks good from the back, I think. We've got four giant tires. Yeah. Very easy to read. Got it. I'm looking at it from the rear. Okay. But the front of it is like the two big forks with the wheels like that reads. But a lot of it's like a stealth bomber. And yeah, there's certain angles where that thing does not look good. Yeah. And it seems incredibly hard to draw. It is. Yeah. No, I, hate that. I like drawing it, but you need extra time to measure it out and do it right every time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of design now is done in computers, and a computer mm-hmm. can complicate the shit out of an object. Yeah. Like, well, this is where the computer can tell you, well, here's how you design it to look good in a wind tunnel, to break air better, blah, blah, blah. It's mm-hmm. like, that's why cars from the 60s work a lot better, is because back then they were still carved out of clay, and yep. it had like a handful of cool design elements, and then that's it. But when a computer designs something, it just overcomplicates the shit out of it. It's like Michael Bay with those Transformers movies. Mm-hmm. There was a fight scene. It looks like two giant piles of garbage flying over, yeah. you know, four ninety five, like <laughs> punching the shit out of each other. Like I imagine them designing, you know, a character, and Michael Bay storms into the room. Hey, hey, can we add more like gizmos and what's it called yeah. inside like this Transformers calves? Because yeah. it'd be really cool if you could see like the spinning turbines inside the car. Like that would be cool, right? Right, everybody. And no yeah. one wants to say no to him. Yeah, it's it's the it's the Jurassic Park line where they were too preoccupied whether or not they could. could. They were, didn't think about whether or not they should. Right. No. Exactly. That makes the point much better. As yeah. as always, Jurassic Park says it better than anyone <laughs> said. Um, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. Life finds a way. <laughs> so uh, you said you prefer one eighty nine over ninety two. Definitely. Yeah. You. Uh, yes, I, I like. I am glad that '92 uh, or Batman Returns has its fans because it's real weird, mm-hmm. um, and I think it is iconic in a different way. Right for being arguably the most. Uh, or it's the it's the one superhero movie I can think of where you can, re- of, of like, I'm talking ever, yep. that you can really see the thumb of the director mm-hmm. on the on everything that's involved with that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a, a lot of the, 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 the art, 
the, 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 the print of the artist doesn't really come through because it's because usually those are giant tentpole things and mm-hmm. you don't get a lot of chance to do cool well, stuff. Well, I, I think that Schumacher's hands are all over his movies. That's but fair. It's in a yeah. bad way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's a good point. But I mean, like, he's never made a movie like that. You know, you, you don't look at, you know, the, well, maybe the, I guess, no, not even The Lost Boys comes close to the shit that he was doing on Batman. I mean, you know, it was just. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say as weird as Batman Returns is, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are way weirder. <laughs> yeah. Although I like Chris O'Donnell as Robin. Yeah, he's not bad. He was pretty good. Yeah. So that being said, <laughs> do you think Batman 89 and or Batman Returns are good Batman movies? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. In context... In the late '80s, definitely. What do you think? Yes, um, I feel like you have a spin. Well, I was gonna. I, 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 I going to be contrary. I think no. I think I think yes, but for reasons that are different than most people might ascribe to it. Okay. So the people who like the Nolan movies uh-huh. and think that those are great Batman movies, right. I I would assume do not like the Tim Burton movies or would say, oh, those aren't good Batman movies. Those right. are, you know, silly, campy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious to think that Batman 89 is now viewed as like campy, where at the time people were like, this is the most serious take on Batman we've ever seen. Sorry, is it campy when Joker uses a hand buzzer to fry a guy? Yeah, it's pretty campy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's just disturbing. <laughs> I mean, yes, that too. But it's also, I mean, okay. pulling it, pulling a a leg length gun out of his pants to that's shoot. Campy. The, yes, yeah. That's campy. Yes, yeah. that's campy. Yeah, um, <laughs> like or the fact that he's an artist that they just makes him this weird like he's crazy art guy. Man. You can't tell Joker what he is and isn't. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think <laughs> I think it it lends itself to they lend themselves to the. To the, the the fact that Batman is adaptable to a lot of different things, mm-hmm. and um, there are different aspects that come out depending on what you're interested in. Right. I think the the Burton Batman movies are a very over the top operatic kind of drama. You yeah. know, yeah. like you've got the the Danny Elfman music that feels very operatic and big. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, his look is very iconic it's there to make a visual statement you know this big silhouette yeah the the joker is this big character they literally fight in the friggin belfry of a gigantic gothic church at the end it has right. a has a very operatic right, and, right, right. and huge feel to it yeah whereas the nolan movies are a little bit more well the first one's a little bit more down and dirty and then they get a little bit more you know technical and weird yeah but. yeah so at the end of uh, 89 did batman kill joker intentionally um, he didn't save him. We tried to, like, he grabbed his hand, tried to pull him back up, but either he slipped or Joker let go. He doesn't. It's important how it's handled because, <laughs> not really, because earlier in that scene he straight up kills a dude by when <laughs> when he's fighting those guys in the in the belfry and he right. and he throws that guy down the hole where right. the, where the bell goes. Yeah, that yeah. guy's dead. Yeah, he slams his head into the bell. And yeah, then and then he like so, but ankle, I, ankle throws him down the hole. I always thought that Joker's hanging off a building. Mm-hmm. He'll if he falls, he'll plunge to his death. Batman makes an effort to reach down and grab his hand. He's not grabbing his hand to make him let go of the building to drop the Joker. No, he no he. 
So he punches him and he falls over the edge of the building. Right. And then he and Vicky Vale go and look over and Joker grabs them and pulls them over. And then while they're hanging there, Joker leans down and says, let me, let me lend you a hand. Oh, right. And then he pulls the fake hand off. Right. And he says, sometimes I just kill myself. Right. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So then he's being a dickhead up there while they're hanging on the thing. <laughs> and Batman uses his... Yeah, he hooks, his, he hooks his leg to the gargoyle. Right. Yeah. So, I so mean... So he can't escape. He can't escape. So does he kill him, though? Uh, intentionally kill him. I don't... I wouldn't say he intentionally kills him. Right. But uh, he does cause his death. <laughs> yeah, but this, this is an important difference here. Uh-huh. Like, I'll, I'll, granted, that one guy in the bell tower... Batman fucking killed that guy. And, and also all the guys in Axis Chemicals when he drives the Batmobile in their remote control and blows the, the whole Batmobile place up. Technically, the Batmobile did that. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, Batman, but, Batman takes a few lives in that movie. But I feel like if they really wanted to have Batman kill Joker, they would have just had him pummel the Joker, throw him off the... Yeah, I mean, well, with the exception of the guy who gets tossed down the hole, the, the people yeah. that get quote-unquote killed, it's, you know, you're not seeing... You don't see it. You don't see a bull in the head, yeah. you know? And this is a discussion of this Batman kill, which mm-hmm. we could go on for an hour about that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess as a kid, I thought they made, they seemed to go through hoops to make it so that Batman did not exactly directly kill Joker. Mm-hmm. But in the Batman 89 Nintendo game, the very end of it, I think mm-hmm. I sent you guys a clip because I finally beat it. He literally mm-hmm. <laughs> just throws Batman. Joker off the top of the I remember building, that. Yeah. and there's a pink pixel that's just like <laughs> just fucking dead. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I don't think a lot of people beat this game because I feel like I would have heard more pushback. Mm-hmm. Being a Batman artist, yeah. Right at this why, point. why beat around the bush? I know. You, you just throw him off the building. Yeah, <laughs> that's disturbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Batman kills thing. Uh, it's funny how I, I totally forgot how many times Batman is murdered in all of these movies. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's he's never generally put a gun to somebody's head and like shot right. them. Yeah. But there have been instances in which, well, except for that time in Batman Returns where he strapped that bomb to the guy's chest. <laughs> and smiles and walked away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? Who knows what that bomb actually did? It, it could had, have just had been glue confetti. In it. Yeah. yeah. It's confetti and glue. Yeah. Confetti bomb. Uh, yeah. I think it's. That's that argument is a result of of modern yeah. fandom stuff where it's like because yeah. Arkham Asylum it's... yeah and people people don't at the time there wasn't this massive understanding of what Batman should or shouldn't do it was just yeah. it's Batman whatever you know he's yeah he's a hard ass yeah uh, he's not out there with guns shooting people so close enough not yet yeah not yet yeah um yeah but uh, uh so. What do you feel is the legacy of Tim Burton as far as Batman goes? And also superheroes in general, because I think he has a pretty big imprint on yeah. a lot of superheroes. Um, <clears throat> for us, huge. But for younger people, I'm meeting more and more that have never seen that movie. Yeah. Like, readers of mine who I think are about my age are not my age, and maybe it's just because I'm getting older. <laughs> Um, but I've noticed that even when I listen to podcasts, people reviewing my book, mm-hmm. they'll say the name Jack Napier. And oh, that, like that's they've never flag. heard it said oh, yeah, out loud. You've seen, yeah. You've never seen the original, have you? Yeah. Like you just read it off a page and you were pronouncing it. I don't know if that's wrong, but that's how they pronounce it. So I'm like, oh, I, I get it. You're probably a millennial. I'm not, you know, shitting on millennials, but I'm noticing a generation gap because mm-hmm. nobody takes the Schumacher stuff seriously. 
there's a good you know eight year chunk missing from Batman movies, and most people pick up at Nolan and Arkham. Yeah. Whereas you and I picked up at '89, basically. Yeah. So there's yeah. a nice, there's an interesting sort of generational shift that's happened. Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, I think his legacy, um, is is lessening, as I think you're saying. Yeah. But I think for a long time he, for better or worse, defined what superheroes looked like on film. Yeah, he did. Uh, because every superhero costume mm-hmm. had that. It was like a really bad approximation of of the the Burton yep. Batman, where it had the big brow, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cast the big shadows and was plastic looking and stuff. Yep. Um, yeah. Which I honestly thought when when Watchmen came out, yeah, the costumes were so similar to that that I thought that it was supposed to be some sort of like commentary. Yeah. Pretty sure it wasn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's right. They did have a very Burton look to them. Yeah, they look very old school nineties yeah. superhero movie like matte look. plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 about that. I don't think that was the point that they were going for. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, and like that when the Flash cartoon, not cartoon, the Flash show came on TV. Oh yeah. He looked very. He had had a very Burton esque car- uh, yeah. costume, and his this music was I think Danny Elfman. Yeah, yeah. Danny Elfman has been doing comic book soundtracks for 25, 30 years. Yeah, yeah. He did the. Uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies he did yeah. the first Hulk movie yeah um, yeah I, I think that the legacy of Burton is very solid if you're a film person if you know mm-hmm. what you're talking about if you study this you you, ha- you can't study the 80s of filmmaking without studying Batman yeah um, so I think it's pretty solid but for casual fans casual readers listen whatever yeah they probably a lot of them skipped Burton at this point but they don't realize that Arkham Asylum and you know these movies are directly related to the um, you know the hit that was eighty nine Batman yeah and you wouldn't have had that Batman without Dark Knight mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid and this came out and I wanted to see it uh, and I wasn't a giant Batman I was a Spider Man kid but uh, hey a superhero movie yep awesome mm-hmm. I, my parents bought me the cereal oh that cereal was great <laughs> it was like Captain Crunch but it was Batman very yellow right? yeah. yeah. Um, and my parents are like, I don't know, it's kind of dark. And one of the reasons they didn't want to take me to see it, they're like, well, it's kind of dark. There's no Robin. I'm like, <laughs> even as a kid, I'm like, that's mark bullshit. of mark of quality. Whether or not Robin is in it, <laughs> I guess there's not a Robin to like lighten it up. But yeah, I don't remember if I saw it in a theater or on tape. I remember the first opening credits where you're the cameras traveling through these like hallway, these stone hallways. You're like, yeah. what the hell am I looking mm-hmm. at? And finally, they zoom out, and you realize you've been looking inside the bat symbol as stone. And I, as, as a kid, I'm like, "Oh my god, that's a symbol!" Like that literally blew my well, not literally, figuratively blew my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I remember being loving a lot of it. I do the Joker frying people and being violent uh, like that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't love that stuff. That was hard to you know, even as a nine year old or whatever. But yeah, I remember like Batman symbols. People were sketching them on sketchbooks, drawing them on their baseball hats. Mm-hmm. And, I remember we had a Batman fan club in third grade. Um, yeah, that shit took over. People yeah. were getting haircuts with Batman symbols in the Ooh, side of their head. Sweet. Yeah. I should do that for the next show I go to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a phenomenon. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, it's. I'll be interested to see how it's. Well, I mean, I think it's even now starting to get 
more shit thrown at it. I mean, it's it's become hip to hate on Chris Nolan's Batman's now, so I think it's oh really? Yeah, for for various reasons, but it, the, even the, the pendulum is starting to swing. Even toward, the first two, yeah. Um, maybe on Twitter, but in, yeah. the, in, in the real world. Yeah, twi- Twitter is in real life. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'll be interested to see how it how it holds up over over yeah. a longer period of time. Because I mean, this is actually the thirty thirtieth anniversary. 30th anniversary, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had an interesting thought. How yeah. excited would you be if I told you that this is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Tim Burton is directing Batman Beyond. With Michael Keaton as old Batman mm-hmm. and I don't know some actor. If let's say Tim Burton was coming back to direct Batman again, he was with doing Batman Beyond. Robin Robert Pattinson as sure. uh, Terry McGinnis. Sure, yeah. why not? I would be excited about that. I don't mm. think it would be great, but I'm like that is interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I would be happy about the casting. At this point, I don't I don't know. I've, I've never seen Burton do sci-fi, like kooky hot topic sci-fi. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I I get it all depends, you know. I mean, like the the last handful of movies he's made are just yeah. Can somebody please? They don't have the fire, guy. Yeah, they don't have yeah. the fire that the if you want to call it fire. No, they don't have that hot topic fire. It's become a how do we reel you in exercise? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's good. Oh, great! You want Johnny Depp? Awesome. We're never reeling yeah. you in. <laughs> I didn't realize until fairly recently that he directed Dumbo. Yeah. And I mean that should Which have got- has Danny DeVito and Michael Keaton in it. Yeah, that should have gotten me to see that movie, but I did not see it. No. Um, yeah, I mean I would be interested. I think I think Michael Keaton coming back to Batman would be a bigger geek out for me than Tim Burton coming back to Batman. I yeah, I agree. Because he's he's perfect age for old Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, it'd be so good. You know, I guess my my oh, so good. thing with Burton is I it's more style over substance. Um, you know, I'm a traditional type of three act structure writer. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like dilly dallying with scripts. Let's get to the point. Everything has to mean something. Mm-hmm. Everything moves the story forward. And he seems to want to meander on things that are cool, but I just I don't know. Uh, I don't know if his what his legacy will be. If he'll be this kooky emo guy mm-hmm. uh, who gave birth to Wes Anderson at some point <laughs> or if he will be considered like a like I think Chris Nolan will be solidified as like a legit filmmaker yeah I think he Chris Nolan will age well I think Batman 89 and Tim Burton the style will be nostalgic some of the stuff will age well but a lot of it won't yeah because the script just isn't there in a lot of yeah, you I want think to get nuts. Let's get nuts. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Honestly, the script for the first Batman is not very good. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the thing that makes it stand out, both of them, the first two, mm-hmm. is that Tim Burton managed to find, managed to connect with the weirder aspects of the characters. Yeah. You know, the loner aspects agree, of yeah. Batman, or the weirdness yeah. of the Penguin, or yep. the Joker and Catwoman. He connected to an element of those characters that I haven't seen anybody connect to since then. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, as much as I liked Catwoman in the Chris Nolan movie, it, it's it's not as weird as the as the bat as the Tim Burton it doesn't one. Stand out, it yeah. doesn't have the same kind of Yeah. He just gets it on a different level. Yeah. And 
Yeah, when Nolan's like, well, let's give her this headpiece that has kind of cat ears. Yeah. She's kind of a cat. Let's dumb it. Let's make her as non-Catwoman as we possibly can yeah. to make it real. Yeah. And I felt like maybe just lean into it. Yeah. Just, just go for it. But Nolan can't do that as much because he has a very grounded vibe to his right. movies and Burton doesn't. Yeah. Like even the Joker in Dark Knight is 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 more out there than I was expecting him to be. I was right. expecting him to be a lot more grounded. Right. Not that he isn't, but it's like he's still there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of performance there that there that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um and it's a different kind of character than, right. than yeah. the you know the, the the Joker in in Tim Burton's Batman mm-hmm. feels like an extension of Tim Burton, you know. Right. He's this artist mm-hmm. who is just gone off the deep end, you know. Right. He connects on a different level that makes it stand out and 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 unique. Yeah. I th- for me that it's the reason the eighty nine works so well is because the soundtrack's amazing, the mm-hmm. visuals hold up, the casting is great, the acting is is great, it has a lot of charm, mm-hmm. a lot of great moments, one liners, very quotable movie. Jack Nicholson's amazing. Um, I guess the weakest part of it might be the script, but the script is fine. Like it does yeah. what it needs to do. It's just, you know, chasing him down, whatever, figuring out who this guy is. Yeah. A little bit of Batman's backstory. Yeah. Um, that's what it gets by. That's why it means a lot to me is that even the moments that are like slightly weaker, they still have a lot of charm in them. Like yeah. when, when Vicky Vale wakes up and Bruce isn't there and he's sleeping upside down or stretching on his like so creaky like what the fuck is that yeah. like I if I I would never would have put that in if I was a director no. you never would have gotten this movie out of me and that's why I'm glad it was Tim Burton because yeah. he gave us those quirky moments you know yeah and as and as much shit as it gets for it not not being a quote unquote Batman movie mm-hmm. it has my favorite bat one of my favorite Batman things ever in anything that which which just is like a hundred percent true to the character of Batman mm-hmm. when after he saves Vicky Vale and they're driving to the Batcave mm-hmm. and she tries to look at him <laughs> so he turns the light on the blinds so she can't get a good look at him that yeah. shit is great yeah and when when they get to the Batcave and um, he's standing so he's only got like the Bella Lugosi lights on just his eyes mm-hmm. that stuff is fantastic yeah like that's that's Batman that's mm-hmm. more Batman than it's not who I am yeah, that what's not what I do that defines me. It's not who I am underneath. It's what I did I do. this voice for a while. That defines me. <laughs> when I have to do long monologues, it becomes painfully yeah. clear this was a bad you idea. You know, like there's 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 elements in that movie that are more Batman than anything they've ever put on screen. Yeah, uh, but it's it's all it's it's all down to a matter of preference, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's about it. We've determined that <laughs> Batman '89 is the best Batman movie. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening. And yeah. next time, um, who knows what we'll talk about? Who knows? We'll be back soon. A few more vodkas, and we'll sort it out. Yeah, we'll talk about Batman video games. Yeah, Ooh, that's actually not bad. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.